Yesterday I was mentioning about uh, the holy dham of Vrindavan. Vrindavan is an extension of the spiritual sky in this material nature. Beyond this material nature, there is a spiritual nature. How many of you were here yesterday? So do you all remember the geography of the material nature and spiritual nature? Uh, beyond this material nature, material nature comprises of many, many universes. And the universes are like bubbles in the causal ocean. And uh, so the, each universe has seven layers, eight layers. Uh, layer, the subtle or the causal layer, not subtle actually, the causal layer of matter, earth, causal layer of earth, water, fire, air, ether. What we are seeing here is the effect of that cause. The effect of that cause in earth. Effect of that cause in water, fire, air, ether. Then mind, false ego. And then the final covering is the covering of Maya. Maya Devi has her region in the outer 
most outermost layer of the universe and beyond that is causal ocean uh, the ocean of cause and beyond that there is brahma jyoti and then in that brahma jyoti there are innumerable spiritual planets known as vaikuntha and then in the upper region of vaikuntha is ayodhya then beyond ayodhya is dwarka then mathura then finally vrindavan so where is vrindavan the topmost region of the spiritual sky and when krishna descends here when krishna comes to this material nature how often krishna comes here does krishna come in every yuga no krishna comes in once in a day of brahma and a day of brahma is comprises of 1000 chaturyugas satyuga tritayuga dwaparyuga kaliyuga these four yugas make one divyuga and 1000 divyuga is a day of brahma and once in a day of brahma krishna the supreme personality of godhead who eternally resides in vrindavan comes to this material nature and along with him he brings golok vrindavan the spiritual vrindavan so this is an extension of that vrindavan in that respect prabhupada is giving the example just one example example shouldn't be taken literally example should be taken to understand the purpose of that example prabhupada gave the example just as different governments have their embassies in different countries say in india there is an american embassy now this american embassy although it is in india is it india american embassy in india is america it's an extension of america similarly krishna's dhams are like the extension of the spiritual skies or you can say embassies of the spiritual sky in this material nature so <clears throat> so vrindavan this vrindavan is non different from golok vrindavan in the spiritual sky which is the topmost region of the spiritual sky then the question arises then in the spiritual sky all these shops are there rickshaws are there cars are there huh is it in then we are saying that this is non different from spiritual sky then that should mean they are also there no in that respect what example i gave yesterday what is the difference between material and spiritual 
when we put ourselves in the center that is material when you put krishna in the center that is spiritual this vrindavan that we are seeing how we are seeing with ourselves in the center with our own senses we are perceiving it and this is what we are seeing but when you put krishna in the center or we can say when krishna was here the real vrindavan the golok vrindavan was manifest to everyone because krishna was here krishna was but it is said that this is also spiritual sky non difference on spiritual sky this is vrindavan the spiritual world the spiritual sky the point here is in order to perceive that vrindavan we have to put krishna in the center we have to see the dham with krishna in the center how krishna performed his pastime so did you all go to how many of you went to parikrama today please raise your hands those who went okay many of you did not okay how many of you have done parikrama of sometime of vrindavan ha ah, okay that's good hari krishna so so you have done the parikrama hame where did you go today nandagram varshana varshana nandagram tomorrow you went to gokul today okay fine ah. so do you want to get prepared to see nandagram and varshana Huh? Okay. So, in order to see real Nandagram and Varshana, what do you have to do? Well, very good. Premanjana churi to bhakti vilochane. You have to see it with the eyes anointed with love for Krishna. Then only santas sadaiva. Vidayeshu vilokayanti. Then only we will be able to see uh, the real dham. So, how many of you want to go to Varshana tomorrow? <coughs> okay. So, how will you see Varshana? With your eyes or with Radha Krishna in the center? how many of you want to see radha krishna one in the center so if you hand i'm not forcing you to <laughs> so <clears throat> okay what is varshana varshana is the place of king Brishbhano, who is King Brishbhano? King Brishbhano is the father of Radha Rani. And you know, although this Varshana appears to be just like 
a hill, not only a hill, Varshana comprises of four hills. Four hills. And you know these four hills? Who are those four hills? Those four hills are four heads of Lord Brahma. Lord Brahma wanted to serve Krishna. So he performed great austerities. And when Krishna came and asked Brahma, Brahma, why are you performing such austerities? What do you want? Then, you know, Brahma said, I want to serve you. Krishna said, do you want to serve me? He said, when you per perform your pastimes, I want to witness those. All the pastimes you want to witness? Yeah. So Krishna started to wonder, how will he make it possible that Brahma could see all his pastimes? So Krishna said, okay, then you become the place of the pastimes, the place where I will perform my pastimes. Then being the place, you'll be able to see all the and as a result of that, Brahma got the benediction to become Varshana. And Varshana, as I mentioned, has four hills. Those four hills are the four heads of Lord Brahma. Srimati Radharani appeared as the daughter of King Brishobhana. The lotus feet of Srimati Radharani, who is the daughter of King Brishobhana. And this Varshana is the capital of King Brishabhana. This is about 42 kilometers from Vrindavan, northwest of Vrindavan. And here in Varshana, um, many wonderful pastimes, especially with Srimati Radharani. In Chaitanya Chitamrita, Two of these pastimes have been mentioned. Two main principal pastimes. One is Dan Keli. That pastime is so wonderful that Srila Rupa Goswami wrote a book on that. Dan Keli Kaumudi. Krishna used to tease Srimati Radharani. And one of the way of teasing was when Srimati Radharani would go along with the other cowherd girls to Mathura with their milk products. Then 
Krishna would come there as a tax collector to cross the river. Sometimes huh, he would become the boatman. And so, <clears throat> so Radharani and other gopis would fight with Krishna. Why should we pay you money? Who are you? Why are you the tax collector? Who made you the tax collector? And Krishna would say, who need to make me the tax collector? Actually, all the tax collectors are my representatives. Because they are ruling over my kingdom. Did Krishna lie? No. So, but they wouldn't understand. They say, Krishna, you are so arrogant. We'll go and report to the king. Come, sir. You are speaking like that. You are actually provoking revolution. That we shouldn't pay tax to the king, but we should pay tax to you. Krishna would say, go and report to him. And see what he does to me. And in this way, uh, they would have their verbal arguments and debates and, and they would derive their joy out of this kind of loving quarrel. And sometimes Krishna would take the, would become the boatman. And Krishna would, uh, that is the only boat available there. So the gopis came <laughs> and this boatman says, you first pay uh, your your fare to go across. They said that your boat is already broken. Will it be able to take us across? And there was the boat broken. This is the best boat that one can ever build. Anyway, it's all up to you. If you want to go across the river, to get into the boat, otherwise you forget it. And then <coughs> they would, they had no other way but to get into that boat. And then when the boat was in the midstream, there was a terrible storm. And uh, it seemed that they all were going to get drowned. So in this way, Krishna would perform his pastime, like make them face some acute difficulty, and in that difficulty, what they have to do, when you are in, a, in real distress, what are you going to do? Through his pastimes, Krishna is teaching us the lesson. When you are in real difficulty, then what is the way out open to you? Besides taking shelter of Krishna's lotus feet, do you have any other way? Therefore, don't be afraid of difficulties. Rather, accept the difficulties as an opportunity to depend upon Krishna wholeheartedly. And then see what happens. Then see what happens. 
as it is what have you decided have you haven't you all haven't all of you decided to take shelter of krishna why do you want to take shelter of krishna because you'll have a lot of fun or lot of material prosperity dhanam dehi janam dehi <laughs> is that why you are surrendering to krishna why you are surrendering to krishna for ultimate deliverance how many of you are how many of you have decided to surrender to krishna how many of you have decided to surrender to krishna to achieve your ultimate destination right so in order to reach the ultimate destination when will the time come to really depend upon krishna is this the time for really depend upon upon krishna are you really depending upon krishna now are you no we are making so many arrangements you open the bank account and see how much money is there isn't it you make all kinds of arrangements oh is my medical insurance all right is this insurance all right is that arrangement is all right aren't we making all kinds of arrangements now doesn't it mean that we are not really fully depending upon krishna it's fine we have to deal with the material nature so we have to make arrangements there is no harm in that but in the ultimate issue will all your money in the bank be able to save you will all your medical insurance be able to save you will anything in this world be able to save you at the ultimate time of crisis what is that ultimate crisis huh very good death now at that time who are you going to rely on who are you going to depend upon krishna we are practicing it now so that at that time we can depend upon krishna so through his past times krishna is actually making us rather preparing us for that ultimate arrangement so in this way krishna is performing his wonderful pastimes in his holy dham and in the the, high, the highest mountain out of this four on top of that mountain is the main temple that temple is called larli lal temple or it is also called shri ji mandir who is shri who is shri ji shrimati radha this is the temple of shrimati radha rani and this is actually the palace of king brishobhan when you go down 
after darshan of that temple, when you move, where do you come? You come to a beautiful palace. And you'll come to that beautiful palace. This palace is called Kushal Bihari Temple. This is the temple that was established by the king of Jaipur in the early 20th century. Beautiful temple. But not much is happening there. Therefore, when I go there, I always think, why don't we visit off to Iskon? I mean, we can take care of the deities in the most, most wonderful way. The Shingar, the standard of deity worship is the highest in Iskon temple. So all these important temples, you know, they are, well, it will happen, but Krishna's arrangement, it will happen. <laughs> so, <clears throat> and then after that there is a temple called Dan Mal that temple has a very beautiful story there was a very poor Brahmin this Brahmin was so poor that uh, he couldn't get his daughter married because he couldn't give the dowry so his wife, who had a very sharp tongue, started to one day give him the peace of her mind. And he just kept on. And he felt so upset that he went and started to cry sitting there under a tree that I'm so useless. And, but the thing is that besides serving Krishna, besides loving Krishna, besides thinking of Krishna, I don't want to do anything else. That's why materially I'm not successful. I can't arrange every, anything for myself. So is my life going to go to waste just because I have become a devotee of Krishna? Then Krishna just came and said, what's the matter? Why are you crying? And he told him the whole story. No, that's the thing. You need money. And Krishna gave him all the gold and jewelries and everything. He said, get your, married, get your daughter married in the most opulent way. Mm. So, uh, this temple there signifies that very wonderful episode that Krishna had with his devotee who was materially poor because he did not have any interest in any other activity other than serving Krishna. Anna bhilashita sunnam Anna abhilashita sunnam He doesn't have, a devotee doesn't have any other abhilasha. Abhilasha means desire. Devotee's only desire is to serve Krishna. Think about Krishna. Meditate upon Krishna's pastime. Offer prayers to Krishna. So that is how a devotee wants to spend his time. And although materially they may appear to be poor, but actually they are the richest people in because when, the, when it is necessary 
the supreme personality of godhead comes and offers whatever he needs <clears throat> okay then you come to a very interesting place that interesting place is the two hills are joining together and as a result of that there is a very narrow path and when the gopis pass through that with their milk products what does krishna do krishna and with his boyfriends they block the road and they demand tax and one day all the gopis decided that we are not going to tolerate all this nonsense so what they did they also came prepared with sticks in hands and seeing them in that way all the coward boys along with krishna ran away from them <laughs> so even in krishna's time we can see the most wonderful examples of women's lib <laughs> and <clears throat> there next to that there is a village called chiksoli that village is where chitra devi one of shrimati radharani's very intimate associates to birth and there is uh, next to that there is a temple called mor kutir mayur kutir mayur means peacock so one day shrimati radharani was glorifying the peacocks how beautifully they dance Krishna didn't like that idea. He said, "I can dance better than them." <laughs> so Radha said, "Yeah, let's see." So there was a competition between Krishna dancing and the peacocks dancing, and who was the judge? Radha Rani was the judge. <laughs> so this is how this beautiful pastime took place there. then there was another forest there next to that which is full of caves and that's why it's called gauharban gauhar gauhar means cave guha gauhar and then next to that is is dohani kund and bihar kund Dohani Kunda is the place where the cows were milked and Bihar Kund is where Krishna would perform his pastimes with Shrimati Radharani The next to that after a little distance there is a pond called Pila Pokhar Pila means Pila means yellow 
and poker is a pond the water of that pond is yellow because radharani used to wash her hands there and due to her that her touch the water there became yellow and then there is another place called mukta kunda there is a beautiful pastimes brishbhanu king brishbhanu and kirtida sundari were thinking of getting radharani married so they thought the best match for radharani is krishna so then like when they make the proposal they send send gift bhet so they sent various jewels and most precious jewels pearls and diamonds and rubies sapphires with a proposal so nanda maharaj and mother jashoda was very pleased to hear that received that proposal so they <coughs> was very happy but now to respond back they also have to send the jewels like they have to match it but nanda maharaj didn't have that kind of wealth so this is another consideration radharani's devotees are very wealthy and krishna's devotees sometimes are not that wealthy in that respect there is another story maybe i'll just uh, briefly tell that in the 11th canto that question actually in 11th canto of shrimad bhagavatam that question came up that lord shiva doesn't possess anything lord shiva doesn't possess anything he doesn't have any place to stay he doesn't have any clothes to wear <laughs> he is completely devoid of any opulence but lord shiva's devotees are very wealthy whereas krishna is the supreme personality of godhead who possesses everything and his devotees are poor don't be afraid <laughs> sometimes in india that misconception floats uh, that if you become a devotee of krishna then he'll become poor so this incident is very important so the answer to that was given in this way that lord shiva's devotees are not really devotees of lord shiva lord shiva's devotees are traders businessmen they go to lord shiva and offer prayers give me this give me that and in order to get rid of them shiva says take it take it get away <laughs> get lost 
Whereas Krishna's devotees, they don't want anything other than devotion to Krishna. Therefore, they are not interested in anything else. That's why Krishna's devotees apparently appears to be poor. But actually, Krishna's devotees, just as a rich man's son, can a rich man's son be poor? Now, the rich man, sometimes he doesn't give his son much wealth or opulence, not to spoil him. Because sometimes at an immature stage, if somebody gets a lot of money, what will happen? He'll get spoiled. Therefore, sometimes Krishna, although his sons will inherit his kingdom, but he does not, when they are not mature enough, they don't give them much. But then, Krishna gives him everything. That is the position of Krishna's devotees. And in this respect, uh, the nature of Shiva's devotees have been described. There was this demon called Brikasura. He was performing severe austerity. You know how what kind of austerity he was performing? With a knife he was cutting his flesh and offering his flesh to the fire. Namashivaya. Namashivaya. But Shiva didn't come. So finally he was about to chop off his head and offer it to the fire. Shiva appeared. What happened? What do you want? I want a boon from you. What kind of boon? Boon. Upon whosoever I put my hands on, head, on whosoever head I place my hand on, his head will immediately crack into thousand pieces. Oh, you want that boon? Take it. Sure you gave me the boon? Yes. My boon never goes to yours. No, no, I don't trust you. Let me try it on your head. So this is a devotee of Lord Shiva. They took the boon from Lord Shiva for in order to get the boon, they were prepared to sacrifice so much but when they get the boon, they want to even kill him. And you know what happened after that? How many of you want to hear? I thought you already knew. Okay. Then Lord Shiva was in great difficulty. So he saw that demon was really serious. He is about to put his hand on his head. So, Lord Shiva ran and ran. And this Brikasura was chasing him. So he came to Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, save me. Krishna said, what happened? He said, he described to him what happened. He said, okay. So Krishna assumed the form of a little boy. And he stood on the way of Brikasura when he was running. And he asked, Why are you running like that? What happened? 
He said that Shiva gave me a boon that when I place my hand on somebody's head, his head would crack and crack into thousand pieces. And when I wanted to taste it on him, see he is running away. So I am just trying to catch him up. Try it out. Did Shiva give you that boon? I don't believe it. Yeah, I also didn't believe that. That's why I wanted to try it out. Don't worry about that. Like, you know, at the time of Daksha's Jagya, Daksha cursed Shiva uh, that his boons will not come to effect. Don't you know that? You know, this, you know, all your effort, such severe austerities for so many years has just gone in vain, gone to waste. Just place your hand on your head and see. And what did the Brikasura do? Put his hand over his own head and what happened? His head cracked into thousand pieces and Brikasura was dead. So anyway, that is how the position of a devotee of Krishna has been established in a most wonderful way. Anyway, so you remember what I was telling you? Vrishabhanu sent all these precious gems and things with the proposal. Now Nanda Maharaj has to accept that proposal and he didn't have that kind of gems and jewels. You know, he is a coward man. He had lots of ghee and butter and everything. But diamonds and rubies and sapphires and pearls, he didn't have. So Krishna said, what happened? He said, look, you see what happened. And Krishna says, oh, okay, give me those gems. <clears throat> so Krishna took those gems and planted on the ground. And as a result of that, some trees came out. And what was growing in the tree? Those jewels. So now Nanda Maharaj could send uh, the gift back to King Brishubhanu ten times greater than what he sent. Now the proposal was made, but the residents of Vrindavan always honored the decision of Purnamas. She was the eldest member of the community, very wise, mother of Sandipani Muni, grandmother of Madhu Mangal. And <clears throat> so when they proposed that, Purnamasi calculated and said, that's not a good match for marriage. And as a result of that, that proposal was refused. Now you know why Krishna didn't get married to Radharani? Krishna won't propose to Radharani, let's get married. But Radharani said, if you get married, then life will become boring. <laughs> so that's why in order to make their pastimes full of excitement, 
apparently Radharani was not married to apparently Radharani was married to Abhimanyu now who is Abhimanyu Abhimanyu is also non different from Krishna Abhimanyu is actually the shadow of Krishna so actually Radharani was married to Krishna so <clears throat> now let's go to Nandagram just as Brahma performed austerities to see Krishna's pastime all the time Lord Shiva also was performing austerity and then Krishna came to Lord Shiva and asked Mahadev what's happened why are you performing such austerity so Lord Shiva said the same way I want to all I want to see your pastimes all the time <coughs> and as a result of that Krishna blessed him that he could appear as appear as Nandeshwar the place that is the residence of Nanda, uh, Nanda Maharaj actually Nanda Maharaj's grandfather Parjanna Maharaj I'm sorry father Parjanna Maharaj was advised by Narad Muni to reside in that place so they were originally living in that place but before Krishna's birth Upananda Nanda Maharaj's elder brother suggested that they go to Gokul so from Nandagram they shifted to Gokul and Krishna actually appeared his childhood pastimes were performed in Gokul but then when all these demons started to attack then they decided to shift their residence to a more safe place and they shifted to Nandagram when Krishna was seven years old. In Gokul, Krishna was tending the calves. But in Gokul, Krishna started to tend the cows. At the age of five, Krishna started to take the calves. He was an apprentice at the age of five. And so in Gokul, uh, they stayed, Krishna stayed up to the age of seven and then they shifted to Nandagram, <coughs> which was uh, Nanda Maharaj's residence there. And it has been described that Nandagram has about 48 kilometers uh, northwest of Raja. 
There, Nanda Maharaj's house is the main temple of Nandagram. There, there are two deities of Krishna Balaram. You'll, when you go there, you'll see there are two deities of Krishna Balaram. Both are actually carved out of black marble. Both are holding flutes. And on the left hand side of Balaram is Mother Jashoda. Uh, uh, left hand side of Krishna is Mother Jashoda. And on the right hand side of Balaram is Nanda Maharaj and Sudama next to Nanda Maharaj and Madhumangal. And next to Mother Jashoda is Radharani. These deities were established. All these deities in Vrindavan were established by King Bajranab. <clears throat> King Bajranab is the son of Aniruddha, Krishna's great grandson. Krishna's son from Rukmini is Pradumna. Then Pradumna's and Rukmini's son is Aniruddha. Aniruddha got married to Usha, the daughter of Banasura. And their son is Bajranab. So Bajranab, when he became the king, he actually established all the deities of Krishna that are here in Vrindavan. <clears throat> and there, there is this temple of Nandisha temple of Lord Shiva uh, who came to Lord Sri Krishna. Yeah, this is a very beautiful pastime. After Krishna's appearance, Lord Shiva came to see Krishna. And Lord Shiva's form can be quite scary. Like matted hair, body smeared with ashes, snakes around his neck and arms and head. The skeletons are made into a garland. He is wearing garlands of bones. And that's a beautiful understanding. I mean, there is a beautiful understanding behind that. You know why Lord Shiva smears the ashes? Because these ashes are the ashes of his devotees devotees of Krishna. So Lord Shiva is so fond of Krishna's devotees that when their bodies are burned, Lord Shiva takes their ashes and smears it all over his body. Lord Shiva is a devotee of Shankarshan who assumes the form of Anantashesha. Therefore, he is very fond of the snake. And the snakes are also very fond of snakes. 
and Lord Shiva uh, wears the garlands of skulls. Whose skulls are those? The skulls of devotees of Krishna. So this is how one can see how appreciative Lord Shiva is of the devotees of Krishna. Anyway, Mother Jashoda could not recognize Lord Shiva. So she was very worried. She said, no, 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 I can't let you come in. So Lord Shiva being upset just left. And he sat, he went to the forest nearby, sat there and started to meditate on Krishna's pastime. In the meantime, this baby Krishna started to cry and cry and cry and nothing would stop him from crying. So then Mother Jashoda felt that maybe he committed an offense by refusing a guest to come to the house. Because of that offense, some inauspicious thing happens and happened and that's why the baby is crying. So she told Nanda Maharaj and Nanda Maharaj then sent all his men to look for this tantric <laughs> who just came to their house to have the darshan of their child. <laughs> so then they went and came. They found Lord Shiva and brought him back and so Nanda Maharaj then asked him that look you because of you uh, my child stopped crying we are so thankful to you so please tell me what can we do for you so Lord Shiva said that you just allow me to see your son all the time and as a result of that Lord Shiva took his residence just next to Nanda Maharaj's place in a temple there. Lord Shiva is still present in the temple as <coughs> Nandishwar. Then there is Pavan Sarovar. Pavan means Pavan means purification or deliverance. Sarovar means a lake. It's a lake where everybody gets purified, everybody gets delivered. <coughs> this is at, located at the bottom of that hill. And Mother Jashoda used to bathe Krishna there. Radharani used to, when she used to cook for Krishna, she used to cook on the, by the side of that Pavan Saravar. Radharani got the benediction from Durbasha Muni that whoever will eat food cooked by her, he'll never become ill. Never fall. So Mother Jashoda knew that and that's why she always used to invite Radharani to come and cook for Krishna. Uh, 
thinking that by eating Radharani's food, cook, food cooked by Radharani, my son will be free from all kinds of disease. And <clears throat> this is something more is there. Then in Pavan Saravar, there is this Bhajan Kutir of Sanatan Goswami. Sanatan Goswami lived there. There is one very amazing feature there. That place is usually full of Vrindavan, is full of mosquitoes in summer. And one day, Sanatana Goswami used to stay there and at some point Sanatana Goswami being troubled by mosquitoes or feeling very distressed he was even thinking of leaving that place so Lord Shiva came and said please don't leave stay here mosquitoes don't come here and mosquitoes don't come there even now <coughs> There, uh, one of Prabhupada's godbrothers, Srila Akinchan Krishnadas Babaji Maharaj, also used to stay. During his last days, he used to be there. Sometimes I used to visit him. Actually, Babaji Maharaj was very kind to me. And he used to, he showered a lot of affection upon me. Babaji Maharaj, those days, never used to stay at one place. He was the only Babaji disciple of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. Babaji means the Paramahamsas stage. The Paramahamsas are considered as Babajis who are the true followers of the Goswami. Babaji Maharaj, I remember, used to always chant. Always chant. Used to lead Kirtan. Did anyone of you have seen Krishna Das Babaji Maharaj? No, you are all latecomers. <laughs> so he was a very, very wonderful personality. And so Babaji Maharaj, yeah, like he never used to stay at one place for more than three days. And when he used to come to Mayapur, sometimes he used to come and stay with me. And Babaji Maharaj one time stayed with me for five days. Whereas he never stayed at any other place for more than three days. He would always move in. And he was such a nice person. I mean, <laughs> there are so many wonderful anecdotes that I remember. I, won't, I don't want to get into that now. But all I want to say is that he's a very, very wonderful person. Those of you who have the Ocean of Mercy, that book, there is some anecdote that I narrated with Srila Krishnadas Babaji Maharaj. He had a very intimate relationship with Srila Prabhupada. 
So Babaji Maharaj also left his body there and his Samadhi Mandir is also there by Pavan Sarovar. <coughs> there also Krishna performed the pastimes of Mukta Charit, planting a pearl and there was a tree of pearls. And in the tree, pearls are growing. <laughs> that is the spiritual side. And Krishna can plant a tree of pearls and the fruits of the trees, innumerable fruits of those trees are pearls. Then, <clears throat> there is also yeah, opposite side of Pavan Saravar, there are, there are temples of Nishingadev and Barahadev. When all the demons were causing so much difficulties and distress, then Gargamuni advised Nanda Maharaj to worship Nishingadev. So this deity was established by Nanda Maharaj and he worshipped Nishingadev. There is also the presence of Barahadev there in the temple and there is also the deities of Sadbhuj Gauranga. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sadbhuj form is there. When you go there, you will see. Out of the six hands, Sadbhuj means six arms. With two arms, he is holding the bow and arrow of Ramchandra. With two hands, he is holding the suit of Krishna Chandra, and with other two hands, he is holding the Sannas Danda and water pot of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, indicating that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is none other than Krishna and Ramchandra, the supreme personality of Godhead. <coughs> There is one very pot, big pot you will find. That pot is the uh, diameter of that pot is four and a half feet, and the depth of that pot is five feet. And that is the pot for Mother Jashoda to churn butter. That pot is still there. Then there is a place called uh, the place called How Bilav. How? One day, uh, Mother Jashoda asked Rohini to call Krishna and Balaram. So Mother Jashoda went and called Krishna. Balaram was so absorbed in playing with their friends that. They didn't want to come back. So then Mother Jashoda herself went and still Krishna Balaram won't come. Then Mother Jashoda said, How is coming? How is 
ghost or whatever, hobgoblin, eh? with a hideous face, big ears, horns, teeth sticking out. And when Mother Jashoda said Krishna Balram became afraid about the how and came running back to home. So that is the place eh, where Mother Jashoda told Krishna and Balaram about the how. And these forms, are, four forms are still there in how love, how beloved. And Charan Pahari, another place where Krishna's footprints are still there. Footprints of southwest side of Nandagram, about one kilometer from Pavan Sarovar. Then Vrindakund and Guptakund. Vrindadevi arranges Krishna's pastime, Radha Krishna's union. And Vrindadevi, in, there is the deity of Vrindadevi. And on her left hand, there is a yellow parrot. The name of that parrot is Daksha. And Daksha flies around Vrindavan and brings all the news of Vrindavan to, to Radharani. And makes arrangement for I'm sorry, uh, Daksha brings the thing, to all the uh, news to Vrindadevi. And accordingly, Vrindadevi makes the arrangements for uh, Krishna's pastime with Srimati Radharani. <coughs> Incidentally, uh, this Daksha parrot has 100,000 disciples. And they fly around, uh, bringing all the informations to her and then she brings the information to Vrindadevi. Uh, and there is also Gupta Kund where Krishna performs his Gupta means secret uh, pastime with Radharani in there. This Gupta Kund or Vrinda Kund or Vrinda Kund no Gupta Kund actually uh, is one of the three joke pits of Vrindavan where uh, Krishna is always present. These three places are Gupta Kund Radha Kund and the place near Govindaji's temple. In Gupta Kund, Krishna performs his pastimes in the morning with Srimati Radharani. Krishna performs the noon pastimes in Radha Kund and night pastimes in Vrindavan near Govindaji's temple. These are the three joke pits of Vrindavan. So then there is Lalita Kund. Lalita Devi's Kund. There is a very sweet pastime. Narad Muni is famous for causing conflict. 
So Krishna told Radharani that don't listen to Narad Muni. He cannot be trusted. He is always causing conflict. And Radharani would listen. So what are you doing? Such a great saint? How can I not listen to him? How can I not trust him? Krishna said, well, if you don't believe my words, what can I say? But in course of time, you will see it yourself. So one day Narad Muni came to Krishna. Krishna was happy. He's a great devotee. So he said, Krishna said, tell me, what do you want? What can I do for you? Narad Muni said, I'll ask in due course of time. At the right time, I'll ask you for a favor. So, Krishna said, fine. So one day Radharani was late in coming to meet Krishna. They were supposed to swing uh, in the jhula. So then, Narad Muni said, Krishna, Remember you told me that you fulfill my desire? Yes, yes, I remember. Tell me what can I do for you. You know this Lalita, she always wants to swing with you. She is so shy that she wouldn't tell you. But I know. So please fulfill her desire. Krishna said, fine. So, Lalita was told by Narad Muni. Lalita said, no, 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 I can't sit with Krishna. So that place is only for Radharani. She said, it's alright, she's not here, Krishna is waiting. So there is nothing wrong in swinging together. So in this way, Lalita was persuaded to swing with Krishna. So when Lalita was swinging with Krishna, Narad Muni went to Radharani. And said, Radha, Radhe, see what's happening. Krishna is swinging in Jula with Lalita. And uh, now your position has been minimized. So Radharani came there. She was so upset, so upset, that she immediately left the place and said, Okay, you stay with Lalita. I'm leaving. So then Krishna ran after Radharani and and then he realized Narad Muni's trick and said, see I told you not to listen to him because uh, he is a troublemaker. So, but actually Narad Muni does that in order to enhance Krishna's pastime. That is a very sweet role Narad Muni plays. <coughs> and then there is Ter Kadamba. There is that Kadamba tree where Krishna is to perform his pastime and swing with Radharani. So Rupa Goswami used to write his book sitting under this Ter Kadamba tree. 
So these are the important places that you will see tomorrow when you go out in Parikrama of Varshana and Nandakrama. So now did you see the pastimes with your devotional eyes, Premanjana Churita? Right? Now will you when you go there, will you see those places with your mundane eyes or your devotional eyes? Very good. I am very happy to hear that. Thank you, Hare Krishna. All glory to Krishna. I must admit that today I had the opportunity to visit all those places. By reading all the pastimes <laughs> of Krishna and Radharani in Varshana and Nandakrama. Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gaur Premanande. Hare Hare. So we'll have Damodarashtakam now. on the mic. Hare Krishna. So, uh, tomorrow's schedule would be Hare Krishna. So, tomorrow's schedule would be like we all will be moving from here to Varshane and Nandgaon by 7.30 in the morning and at the sharp, yes, sharp. And we'll be coming back by uh, we are planning that we can come back by 12 o'clock or 12.30 because tomorrow uh, Guru Maharaj will be uh, celebrating Srinu Prabhupada Disappearance Day in our uh, Iskon Ashram, Bhakti Vedanta Ashram and he will be going there at 7.45 am and we all will be taking prashadam, lunch prashadam there itself. So, uh, so we request that everyone, whosoever is going in the Yatra, so please be on time so that we can come as early as possible so that we can hear some of the pastimes of Srila Prabhupada by different sannyasis. And at the same time, if some devotees who wants to stay and attend those festivals, so they can stay also, no problem. So tomorrow... There will be Prabhupada glorification by Prabhupada disciples. Many disciples and sannyasis are here. And it will begin at 7.45 a.m. So those who are interested to remain here, stay here, they can stay. And those who want to go for the yatra, they can go there also. And tomorrow is fasting for Prabhupada disappearance day, up to 12 o'clock. Till 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. So normally we are not going to serve the breakfast. So you can go on time, come before. And those who are going for the yatra, they can come back on time and can hear something also. It is very, very essential for our purification and knowing about Prabhupada. 
<laughs> at 12, yeah. Can you be back by 12? Huh? If they are going only to then Prabha Prashad will be after Pushpanjali. Credit card or debit card? Is there any card from Punjab National Bank? Gokul or Brahman Ghat? Debit card or credit card? Debit card. No name? No name? No name. Debit card should have a name. Namamishwaram Sachi Anandarupam Lasat Kundalam Gokule Bhajumana Namamishwaram Satchidananda Rupa Lasat Kundalam Gokule Bhajumana Jashoda Bhyalu Kaladhavumana Paramrishnamatanta Todruta Gopya Jashoda Bhyalu Kaladhavumana Paramrishtamatanta todruta gopya Rudantam mohur netram jugmam rijantam Karambhaja jugmena shatanta netram Rudantam mohur netram jugmang mijantam Parambhuja jugmena shatam kanetram Muhushashu kampa srirekhanku kantham Sita Graiva Dhamo Dharam Bhakti Muhushashu Kampa Sri Rekhanka Kantha 
स्थितग्रैव दामोदरा भक्ति दृक्षलीलानंदकुंडे शघोषणिमज्जतमाकंदे शीतु भक्तर्जितेमतस्तांशताेषु भक्तर्जिता
नमो देव दामोदर अनंत विष्णु प्रसिद्ध प्रभु दुख नमो देव दामोदर अनंत विष्णु प्रसिद्ध प्रभु दुख कृपा दृष्टि दृष्टि दिन बतानु कृपा दृष्टि दृष्टि दिन बतानु कुबेरात्म जौबूर्त बजत भक्ति तथा प्रेम भक्ति सकांगे प्रजत्य नमक से तथा प्रेम भक्ति सकांगे प्रजत्य नमक से नमस्ते दामने सुरादीप्ति धामने
नमामि शगम सचिदानंद नमामि स्वरम सचिदानंद लसत्कुंडलम गोकुले भगवान हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे हरे राम हरे राम 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 हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्णा कृष्णा